Afghanistan. You look the part. <laughs> We're recording. <laughs> uh, you would be, you would be, you'd be a great missionary in Afghanistan. That's what I meant. <laughs> oh, goodness. Um, Too soon? It's... Depends on who you ask. Sure. I'm scared to say yes or no. <laughs> Too late. Um. So you're working today. Yesterday I you am. took off. You you were with a family yesterday, yeah, right? I did here. Aquatica. What is Aquatica? It's the water park at SeaWorld. Oh, yeah. So, uh, you know, most of the students in Texas have gone back to school. So, like, our Don't longest line was we had maybe one 10-minute one wait. Most of the nice. time, the line was just a matter of how fast you get to the top. Okay. So you find yourself running as fast as possible because you know you're next when you get up there. Right. And you're exhausted. I, my, my legs were dying. I was like, and then when you have to, like, one time we went on the one where you carry the double, the figure eight, kind of the double uh, inner oh, tube. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So, yeah. You, so er, there was no line. So you okay. just, you basically just get, you just take it with you. You don't even... The, and you run so the third time up I'm like I'm just dying because oh we just gone and gone well yeah and then they're like do it again dude. I'm like I can't I can't carry anything <laughs> anymore <laughs> and then you're holding that thing when yeah. you're running up the. Oh. and you hope you don't just like I know I was on like, <laughs> one thought I was like what if it just fell over and just went out oh, on the yeah. side and then we couldn't go this time I mean it's so bad yeah. when you have to come up with ways not to have to go get in the line <laughs> yeah Welcome to Shoot the Breeze, a series on our podcast that celebrates the messiness of life, relationships, and Christianity, featuring my wife, Lacey, and myself, Nathan. It's creatively titled because it will be just us shooting the breeze, uh, sometimes with guests, while occasionally saying something important. We hope you enjoy. My favorite waste of time yeah. is going back through a show that was once one of my great loves like x-files or Ooh. or chuck or office and and then watching the yeah. whole series like right now i've restarted fringe and i just oh, forget yeah. how amazing it was i need to finish fringe oh uh, yeah i got we... all five seasons and i'm so i'm halfway through season two okay so we moved to ireland when fringe was going oh yeah and so we were like oh, okay we'll just you know finish it when mm -hmm. we're there it's on hulu you can't access hulu oh yeah the european thing you get different stuff yeah so that was, we're like, oh, and then obviously, yeah, and then I, it's so cool because I'll be watching and be like, oh yeah, and I, I yell it out loud, <laughs> like I've I've seen an old friend, like we're yeah. having a reunion, so it's so we, fun. We just finished uh, the Office, man, like a week and a half ago. Which time through? For me or Lacey? Wait, both. Uh for me, me doesn't. Oh, at least really, at least like, and I'm talking all nine seasons. Yeah. It's like it because it's such an easy thing yeah. to put in the background oh, as yeah. you're doing stuff, but yeah. not as easy because you just you find yourself going, oh, I got. And then you like sit there. some shows are background, but yeah. like Office, yeah. you have to be like because you remember it so well. You remember just even the facial. Like I can't yeah. just be doing stuff because I know what White's gonna yeah, how he's right. gonna look. Right. You know. Right. I oh, still love walking down the hallway and just being like Bears beats Battlestar Star Galactica. So we're yeah, and then now we're in I think. So, we finished The Office maybe two weeks ago, mm -hmm. and we are currently in season four of Parks and Rec. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. 
See, those are good wastes of time. Dude, there's this fantastic. Yeah. We watch it at night. Like, we put the girls to bed. Mm-hmm. It's like mine and Lacey's <laughs> able to, like, kind of unwind from the day. And so yeah. We just throw on a few episodes. Yeah, it's good stuff. It's so good, yeah. Lacey, we were actually talking about, ooh, hey, I could get your advice. We were actually talking about last night because we're kind of cranking through the Parks and Rec. We're on season four. I think it has <laughs> going too fast on the. <laughs> so she was like, honey, what's our next thing going to be? Like, what's our next series going to be? And it has to be something that is preferably something we've seen before so we don't, like, get need caught to watch up it, yeah. into it, you know? We don't need to watch mm-hmm. it. But also, it has to be something that's so mindless that you're not... Like, it can't be a drama, right? you know? Yeah. Any? Do you have any... I mean, have you ever done Community? No. I think it deserves its place. Really? Yeah. I always just, had like I've always heard dumb like it's dumb. There are things. some dumb parts, but then there are some just brilliant like I don't know. It's just like to me, community's worth it. Okay, I'll have to. But I'll if you haven't seen it, you might want to sit through and watch it because the characters you just gotta you, you enjoy yeah. every character for themselves for who they are. Yeah. And then of course they bring in Chang, uh, who's oh, the he's, he's just hilarious. He's so funny. He was a doctor. Oh wow. Did you know that? Well, he plays uh, a dean and a professor and a no, janitor was, and everything he was a on, doctor. on the show. I think it was Chang. Yeah, he was a doctor and like legit. Wow. And he, uh, I think it's Chang. I think it's the one. He was in, wait, wait, wait. He was in uh, The Office too, right? Don't he played. Chang was in The Office, was Yeah, he? he played the, um, he was in an episode about uh, well, maybe. Uh, acting class. Maybe. Wasn't he in that one? Maybe that was. Yeah, so, okay, he was a doctor, and they're like, hey, can you come on and do this? I think he came season two of Community. He came in. Okay, Community. I'll have to. I like that one. Write that down. Um, Okay, so watching. Yeah, just watching stuff that, you know, doesn't add anything to my life, but (laughs) doesn't take it away either. (laughs) Okay, if, so, dealing with, like, uh, if love languages, you know, quality time, mm-hmm. gifts, access, service, um, words of affirmation. What would you say your uh, love language would be? Uh, Physical touch. I would go with uh, uh, words of affirmation. I couldn't think of the word. Uh, encouragement. Okay. Words of affirmation. Okay. That's probably okay. my, my main one. Cool. Yeah. Have, you, have you noticed, like... Depending on what season you're going through, do you notice that shifting at all or changing or has it changed at all? Yeah, I don't know if it's like, it's not a seasonal like in the year, like, you know, seasonal affect thing, but like no, uh, no, no, going no. through stuff in life. Yeah, like different um, different phases in your life where it's like. Yeah, sometimes oh, it's, because uh, uh, there's physical touch, but then there's also just the, like the camaraderie, like, yeah, like, uh, you know, like that person, like in my space, yeah, like yeah. Sarah in my space. Sometimes yeah. I'm just like, you know. Don't go out to eat with anybody else. Stay here with me and watch this mindless show. I'll, I'll, I'll have Lacey, like, I'll be doing something and she'll be doing something. And I'll be, but I can't move. Like, I'm doing a ther- my therapy or something right. like that. I'll be like, hey, can you come in here? And she's like, what do you need? And I'm like, I just, can you do whatever you're doing right there? <laughs> you stay there. Like, I need you in my, in my, my peripheral. Line of sight. <laughs> yeah. What is that? Yeah. Yeah, that's sometimes funny. that's okay. the one. Okay. Yeah. Um, needs to add, but I'll always add two because I always want the word affirmation. <laughs> Sit there and tell me how good I am. Yeah, don't. I don't even do the don't stop thing. Like, yeah, no, yeah, just keep it up. No, let's keep it going. 
Good. Okay. Awesome. What? Uh... <coughs> oh my goodness. Uh, okay, so your pastor, lead pastor mm-hmm. of a church. Um, okay, so some of the things I've never been a lead pastor before. I've never been a. Technically, I lead this ministry, but it's me in this room. <laughs> Sometimes your daughter's over there laying down reading, but... Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, yeah, I bring one of them in for, like, homeschooling. We homeschool, and so I bring one of them in, uh, like, on to do her homeschool here, or schoolwork, do her schoolwork here. Lacey yeah. is adamant. I keep calling it homework. Like, hey, you got to do your homework. And they're like, schoolwork, Dad. And I'm like, yeah, but you're at home, so it's homework. And they're like... But our home is our school. <laughs> uh, anyways, so, okay, working with, and I'm going to focus on, like, working with a team. I guess, what are what are some things that you, that, that are incredibly annoying, frustrating? I'll get to the positive side, too. Mm-hmm. But, like, as you, as anyone works with a team. Like, what do you find to be some of the most difficult things to work through or work on? I would say, and I don't know that I've arrived that I'm, like, totally right in everything. But for me. Right. Um, <laughs> and the moment I'm going to believe I'm right. But I'm not. Yeah. But I, uh, those who need me to micromanage them. Oh, okay. I struggle with okay. that. Now, if they if they need to learn and grow yeah. and they want to, that's one thing. But if they basically are, like, Can you pull that up? Oh, towards that. me. Push that away from you. Sorry. Away from yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. If they need me to micromanage them, yeah. I'm always, and I, and I say this typically to them after a time. If, if I'm going to do your job, then I get your money. Mm. You know, I get the paycheck if I do your job where do for you, you. Where do you draw the line, though, between, between the micromanaging, but <clears throat> then, like you're saying, that they don't want to learn? They really okay. don't want to change. Okay. Like they okay. almost like, if you could picture somebody sitting there, tell me what to write down. Okay. Tell me what to do. Tell me who to call. Tell me what to say. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's one thing like, hey, you got to make, you know, make phone call, check with them or the volunteers or, yeah. you know, do different things. And you're training them like yeah. with them. But I've worked with a, a few people in life that basically are like, you, you do it, mm-hmm. but you pay me. Uh, and that's right. number one. I don't think you're doing people or a church or Jesus <laughs> any benefit yeah. at all because it's like you're not willing to even care or shepherd or try or lead uh, you know you're just you're just basically you're con- you're the ultimate selfish consumer yeah now I get that there are consumers yeah. even on a team that's okay right it's a give and take but you got to be growing yeah um, but that that drives that drives me crazy. When do you okay? So as when do you usually start to? Is there anything practically? Because I'm thinking of people like bosses mm-hmm. who are like, man, when do I let this person go? How long? Because there, there's grace, right? Especially right. as Christians, whether you're right. in the church, whether you're own a construction company, we always show grace. Right. But at what point, like for you, what have you seen to be like? Okay. I now I'm erring on the side of like enablement almost. Mm-hmm. Do you have any where you start like going? Okay, I'm gonna have to start considering. Yeah, I mean, I think you look at it and go, okay, do they do they really have the qualities in them that can be cultivated? 
uh, to to grow them into that, okay. or are they just either <clears throat> hell bent on no, or they just it's they just don't have that like right. like if somebody's just so super technical, but you've put them in a place of ministry like to people like what shepherding and pastoring yeah. it would be like is that ever going to be something you can overcome through training mm. and opportunity and sometimes you just have to go that's not a knock on the person but that's just not the right role. Yeah. You know, we use the old, I can't remember what book it was, but it was famous back in the day, and we say the phrase a lot, the right seat on the right bus. Was it good to great? That's what I always think, but then I think I heard somebody say something the other day, and I'm like, I think that's a different book. So I don't remember. Okay. But I always think of good to great, and then I'm like, I well, maybe I was wrong. wrong. But, you know, you got to help them be on the right seat on the yeah. right bus. I feel and like good to great like, gets like all the credit for all the really wonderful. And they might. That's why the guy's probably like another one. Cha-ching. That's right. <laughs> I did one good thing, and they always give me credit because they can't remember specifics. <laughs> but I think you have to look at it that way, and then, yeah. and so that's like caring for the person and just helping them find the right place, really in in Christianity or ministry or volunteering or church life, and that's one thing. That's, and then there's another side if if they're manipulative lying deceptive mm-hmm. well that's that's an easier one to you you confront it and you call it out well it's like it's like a character issue as opposed to like a training issue yeah uh, skills and talents yeah, yeah, yeah. almost yeah. so you know when you see when somebody's like they've just they've just been a lying about something or you know it's just like hey we, we can't have this so yeah we either need to we need to deal with this <clears throat> or time's up yeah. Um, if you don't want to, but even if you want to, you might not be the right person. But at least we can walk through biblical, right. Jesus-centered uh, resolution in your heart and soul, and yeah. have a great relationship. But you might still might not be the right person for it. Right. Um, that's that's just hard when you, <laughs> especially if you have like ninety percent of your people, they're just working, they're serving, they're working yeah. hard, they're ministering, they're giving their lives away, they're loving people, and then you have ten percent, ten percent that are like. I, I'm not gonna try. I'm, right. I'm, I'm mailing it in. I'm just and and they're collecting like the same, you know, a similar income or or whatever it might be. It's like oh, as someone else who's that's hard. Yeah. I mean, imagine going to you just going to Walmart and you know, one guy's sitting around, you know, drinking free, you know, cokes from the, mm-hmm. you know, and, and eating food from the aisles and and he's just he, you know, he's just sloppy and doing nothing and everybody yeah. else is just hustling and working. Well. There's an issue there. Yeah. You know, yeah. The, not everybody has to be the same skill or ability, but there's an issue there ethically and right. morally. So, okay, character issues, uh, uh, like you were saying, having to, having to, I was going to say micro-co-manage, <laughs> uh, micromanage, yeah. micromanage. Any other, like, things where you're like, okay, yeah, this is really frustrating as a, Either working on a team in general, because mm-hmm. you've, you've not always been a pastor. You've had multiple roles. Right. Um, but just like on a team where you're like, oh, this is frustrating, and how do you... Well, if you have somebody that, that's constantly either they're taking all the attention to themselves mm-hmm. and they don't want to grow, so they're they're just they're derailing or mm-hmm. bunny trailing things, or they just cause friction nonstop. Yeah. They're just an instigator. Maybe they're gossipers, slanders, whatever, and mm-hmm. it's just like... Hey, this team's trying to, I don't know, do like if you went and built a, a ramp and you, you had everybody had their job and some guy was just like, all he wanted to do was cause problems and they couldn't ever build a ramp. Well, yeah, that, something's got to happen there. Or if 
you know, you're, you're in a ministry and, and somebody just wants to, instead of teaching, maybe it's a Bible study, instead of teaching, mm-hmm. they just want to, you know, rip on President Biden. Yeah. Even though maybe he sets himself up for that, but it, it's not what that's all about. That's not the, the place for yeah, it. Yeah, you got to. How you got to stay on mission. So how do you identify? Not being a jerk. I mean, right, right. we got to still be real, but we got to right. stay on mission. Right. How do you identify those? Um, so so whether you're a, I'll, I'll maybe speak to a leader side of it. How do you identify that? Because it's like, I think we both know business people where stuff is brewing underneath. Mm-hmm. And the... And the employers completely oblivious to to that like how right. do you kind of get in there and, and kind mean, of sort things through? number one it's all holy spirit led like right initially oversight and and minuscule it's holy mm. spirit so he's he's the one you're like show me anything i need to know in mm. a big general sense but then also for people you're like man is there anything you know is there something missing here how right. you're praying for specific people you care enough, yeah. And so you're asking the Holy Spirit, give me, give me words to affirm. Give me, give me ways to like come alongside them. Give me, mm-hmm. you know, do you, do you want them challenged in any way, Holy Spirit? I mean, it's mm-hmm. a spirit-led life, and if right. it ain't a spirit-led life, I don't know what's the point, honestly, because <laughs> right. Jesus was spirit-led. Yeah. Oh yeah. So the King of Kings, who we all look to, and we're always promoting Jesus. Well, he was spirit-led, so mm-hmm. I gotta be in every facet of my life. So that's in a, in a big way, but you're also training other leaders that are maybe leading or inputting into those people the same mm-hmm. thing. Hey, you, you're going to see things I don't see, whether it's because your boots on the ground with them all the time. Yeah. Or the Holy Spirit just speaks to you and then through you. Yeah. He's not only going to ever speak through the lead pastor. And if any church thinks that only the lead pastor gets the info from God, they need to figure out what reality is in Jesus or they need to go to a different church if that person if that person really believes I'm the only voice really for all of you man I would say tap out of that church man <laughs> or or confront it yeah. confront it first in yeah. love but like no that's not healthy because right. every believer's a minister thus every believer has the leading of the Holy Spirit okay wait wait you know? so I'm going to I'm going to take two two roads here. First road. Scott, you're the one that God raised up to be in this church. You're the one that mm-hmm. God raised up to be the, you know, in charge like why you are right. But why so why I need to go to you, man. You're the one that has the and word you are for wrong. this church. <laughs> but <laughs> right. no, that right, Yeah, like, I mean it's a, it's right and wrong. Yeah. I was yep. called here to be here to to lead this church at this time. Yeah. As the lead pastor. And then to oversee this church as a part of an elder body, right? And not the elder body. I'm not the elder. Yeah. I'm one of great men who yeah. who just pour their lives into it. And at the same time that there's that leadership and then that covering. Yeah. There's the the believers in the church who are leading and giving their lives away, and are better at so many things that I will either not be as good at or never be able to do. Mm-hmm. And so, man, they got to lead. <laughs> And be and be and be okay with leading, yeah. and you yeah. know what? And be okay with failing. Yeah. I'm gonna fail. So if I know I'm gonna fail, and you're gonna, it's, who really? I mean, failure is never final <laughs> in Jesus. Okay. And sometimes it's even actually better in the okay. in the in the God viewpoint. Yeah. I don't like it, but sometimes God's like, I'm gonna work in this. Well, and and sometimes God, uh, 
I'm not going to go into the theology of all this, okay? But sometimes God sets us up for failure mm-hmm. because the failure is actually what he wants. Not, I'm not right. talking about moral failure. Right. I'm not talking about any of that. Yeah. But when you go into a situation, it's like I have planned for all of the... Um, not extenuating circumstances, but like I've I've planned for all mm-hmm. of the things to happen. Right. And then the one thing I didn't plan for happens, right? The failure right. or perceived failure. Right. Like, yep, that's exactly what mm-hmm. I wanted. I want that yeah. last option you didn't think about. Right. And if, and if everybody <laughs> needs me to be their go-to guy, mm-hmm. number one, they're going to be disappointed. Number two, they're going to just, they're not going to get much from me because mm-hmm. if everybody only needs me, yeah. Then it's going to be so diluted. Well, it puts that, a cap like, what on. What do they lose out on if right. they think I'm their only guy? Well, it puts a cap on how big you can grow something. Right. right. And my wife and my kids get me first, second, yeah. third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Because yeah, we have six. You have a, yeah, you have a few. <laughs> I won't count the dog because she shouldn't be counting. But like, and they get me like percentage wise so much more because my job yeah. is to be. My life is Jesus. My role in life is husband and dad. Yeah. And and there's just a portion of time that I am the leader over Jesus Church. Right. At this location. But it's his church. It's right. not mine. And it never will be. It's his that I'm blessed to be a part of. Right. Okay, so I'm gonna ask a difficult ish question. Difficult ish. Uh when are times I'm going to, don't worry, I'm backtracking back to the other question I had. Uh, but when are, because you brought family up, when are times a pastor, business owner, all of that, things take different precedence mm-hmm. in different seasons and times. Yeah. So when, not that you have to give an answer like, on February 1st, my church comes first and my, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, but like, how do you how do you see and recognize those times when it's like oh i need to sacrifice my family for this or vice versa right. i need to, i ooh i need to sacrifice my staff for my friends i need to sacrifice mm-hmm. my friends for my family right like when do, uh, i think that's just deep relationships uh-huh. and trusting having good communication vulnerability being authentic with the closest ones in your life, whether it's spouse or my kids or the ones I'm, I'm blessed to work with every day or yeah. lead with as elders. And, and, and they just know th- things are going to get covered, but sometimes we, 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 you know, the old saying, Rob Peter to pay Paul. Mm-hmm. It's not really Rob. It, it's like, Byron. Hey, right here. I'm not like yesterday. Yeah. I went to Aquatica yeah. on a day that I had to work because today we have a, a memorial service for oh, yeah. a sweet young young girl who died. Yeah. And so I'm like, I'm going to work Friday to minister to the family. And because that girl mattered a ton to us at the church and in yeah. the community. Um, so my family got me yesterday, but they lose me today. Yeah. And it equals out. And they're yeah. good. They, I mean, I'm leaving. Of course, whenever I take my sport, my sport coat, my kids are like, somebody getting married or dying. You know, that's what they always <laughs> ask. And I'm not going to wear it that much. Yeah. Uh, and, and my two boys... Daddy, where are you going? What's going on? And I told them, and they're like, oh. And they're just asking me, instead of, oh, Dad. Yeah. It was, they were asking questions about her <laughs> and about her mom. And did you know her dad well? And yeah. who, they're just, they're asking genuine questions right. about a person's life. 
And I'm like, that's a win. That's awesome. When my kids aren't complaining that I'm not there on a Friday, they're actually asking about the grieving family. Yeah. That's we got awesome. it made. So, okay. I want to circle back. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It'll never get old or work. Ever. Except I actually do circle back. Well, I know, but yeah, <laughs> as opposed to our um, person. <clears throat> so we talked about, you know, the one person always being the go-to, like the lead whether mm-hmm. it's a pastor, <clears throat> right, boss, whatever, always being dictator, yeah, always being the one that you go to, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, in the church, this one often comes up. Scott, you know, I know you're the pastor, but you know what? I'm a priest. I, you know what? I, why are you telling me what to do? Right. I just come here, and you know what? I'm a priest in my own home, uh, myself, and so I don't need input other people right and then right it kind of like the idea of maybe a so one being a micromanager pastor mm-hmm. having to talk to everyone or right. be the guru that everyone mm-hmm. goes to the other side of that is the person who's like nope i'm an individual right or the slash pastor who's like oh i just i'm just yeah. gonna let them do, do mm-hmm. whatever you know yeah well i think first of all you you go what what is what does the Bible say? <laughs> you know, I mean, Scott, you can pretty, pretty easy. The New Testament is not hidden for us. Uh, and 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 it, you would think that, like, Paul, can you write about something different? Mm-hmm. There's a reason he he writes it over and over to random, I mean, not random churches, various churches. Right. It says the same thing in different ways. I, Okay, disagree with Jesus then. Right. I can't. Right. I can't stop you, but I can point it out to you, and I can love you. Um, I mean, like I, I lead here, but then I submit to elders, and then I am an elder. Mm-hmm. So there's this. We have to have this mutual submission mm-hmm. in humility of going. Yeah. I submit my life. You know, you've called me to be a part of this church. Yeah. So I'm gonna do what, what number one, what church, the New Testament calls me to be part of a church. So I'm gonna do mm-hmm. that. Uh, and then in that, the New Testament tells me how, how leaders lead, and, and then mm-hmm. I got to submit to that. And then this church is set up in a unique way, uh, not like other churches, but th- there's similarities, and yeah. they're gospel centered and kingdom minded, and, and that's how they lead. Yeah. And if you struggle with that, and let's find out why you struggle. What, okay, what role do you know pastors in the community play with regard to that submission and, and working together? Because uh, we've we've both of us have lived in communities mm-hmm. where no matter what denomination, there might be a few right you know, uh, outside. But like we've lived in some communities where the pastors, for the most part, seem to get along, seem mm-hmm. to work well to each yeah. with each other. And can you, like, what have you seen as like what, this is the result of pastors working together, mm-hmm. as opposed to this is the result of pastors not working together, no matter what denomination they come from. Yeah, I think it, that is a, it's harder to nail down. So I, I think it has to start with grassroots of man, we love Jesus, mm-hmm. we love our churches, and we're for one another, and then <coughs> and then you come together and you begin to grow. You know, for us. A catastrophe like the floods mm. brought us together in a greater way than ever before. Mm. Uh, failure in weather, yeah, yeah, and people losing their homes brought together now fifteen plus churches. That's incredible to to be really tight, and then even within that, for me personally, there's there's three other churches that I'm really really tight with, mm-hmm. um, and we 
bounce things off one another. We're mostly we're there for one another. Yeah. Sounding boards, yeah. rallying to all that stuff, and then sometimes we poke and prod because sure. we're close enough to poke and prod one another and ask the deep questions. And like for me, a couple of us are more of the kind of the charismatic. Uh, one's Pentecostal, mm-hmm. and then the others they're, they're a little more. Uh, one's denominational, one's uh, you know kind of in that vein. But then our friendships are so deep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one one pastor who I was really close with before he passed away, I mean we would poke each other like almost yeah. like punch yeah. in, in a good way. Like yeah, yeah. like tell me really, and yeah. and we could, and and that was that mm-hmm. was cool. But at the end of the day, I don't I don't own what they do i'm not in charge of them right right so that is where this this camaraderie and humility comes in yeah and then in the church you know it's it's a different setting because there's more structure and and responsibility to that that the the, those sheep and in that fold right uh, that family um well, and I don't know what it's like for denominations. I've never been a part of a denomination, so I don't yeah. know what that's like as far as reporting. I don't ever, from what I've seen, denominationally, there's never like this deep closeness, like in relationship. There's a yeah. reporting structure. Yeah. The close, the closest I've ever seen was the church we were in in Alaska, where mm. you had multiple campuses that were very right. close, and we, we were required to be, and it was good for yeah. us. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. This is one of the many resources we make available for free at our website, cultivaterelationships.com. Our resources have helped people grow in their relationship with God and others. Uh, We've seen people set free from uncontrollable anger and paralyzing fear. We've witnessed estranged family members be reunited after working through our freedom booklet. We've helped people build healthy, relationship and coping habits through our coaching videos and all of these resources are made available for free because of the generous support of people like you if you would like to become a partner please visit cultivaterelationships.com support now i hope you enjoy the rest of this episode what um okay because i'm thinking of businesses as well and how this could kind of spill over into them how working together is like business is not working together sorry but like having people who are business owners mm-hmm. come together working discussing their individual issues right but then again they're responsible for their own business right but that idea of like you were saying sharing ideas um maybe maybe not holding each other accountable may not necessarily work but that idea of sharing right. ideas hey you know what do you do with your team what do you do with but your i could imagine it, it, you could if they would let themselves be, like, even if you can't, like, like right now the workforce is so crazy. I can't oh, imagine goodness. trying to hire yeah. people. I mean, yeah. My son works in a fast food place, and he's like, Dad, people are, like, crazy, <laughs> like, immature crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. I would imagine, like, you could come together and, like, number one, bounce ideas off each other. Yeah. But if you were close enough and you were willing yeah. in humility, you might share something, and another business owner might be like, well, you think that's a little harsh? Mm-hmm. Or have you thought about maybe chat? requiring more yeah you know like yeah. i know where my son works they just because they're afraid of losing people they let people do whatever they want Man. they can skip days when they're supposed to work they can come in hours late on the work and, yeah. and they're afraid to fire them Man. because they're only thinking they either work here or i fire them instead of i'm going to call them higher 
Yeah. Well, you might have one business owner might be like, hey, here's what what's worked for me. This is why nobody le- is leaving right now. Right. I'm having a hard time hiring extra people, but no one's leaving. Right. And that's mutual submission and yeah. humility and going, I-, I don't have all the answers. Yeah. But that takes that takes humility and openness. Yeah. One of the um, man, one of my favorite books is Tale of Three Kings, mm-hmm. Gene Edwards. Mm-hmm. And in that, you know, I think dealing with mutual submission, whether it's pastor, owner, employee, congregant, staff, whatever, right. that, like you're saying, that mutual submission, uh, within reason, mm-hmm. say it that way. Um, one thing that I see is you have to assume the other person has like your best interest in mind. Right. Right. That's one of the. And even if they don't, and this is the story of Tale of Three Kings, even if they don't, could God still use that person in your right. life, right? And, yeah. and um, it's such a healthy, I, I know for myself, like both Lacey and I have served under different, pa- I mean, we've been in ministry almost 20, 20 years now, mm-hmm. varying leaders, varying ministry structures, right. whether it's a church, a ministry, all of that, right? And it, it it boggles my mind. And I I even grew up in a home. My dad was a pastor, mm-hmm. not the best dad. And it like it blows my mind. People who are willing to this is my own personal beef. Okay, so I know I'm not sharing your your you know your <laughs> thoughts, but people who are willing to either a just cut and run and be like no uh, I don't like what, how you spoke to me right. I'm out right um I. I guess I don't get that. That kills me. I don't get it. It kills me for multiple reasons, but it kills me. But I'm like, man, if you, like, okay, one one church, Lacey and I, when we first got married, our first year of marriage, I was on a traveling worship team. Really bizarre, random, but we were. So we would go to different churches. We never really, you know, stuck to one church. And we felt like, we felt free in that. It was our first year of marriage. Mm -hmm. Both of us had come out of, you know, very committed church backgrounds, you know? Yeah. So we're like, hey, let's just take this year. I'm on a traveling worship team, so we're going to be in mm-hmm. church. But after about a year, both of us were like, oh, okay, we need to we need to hunker in, you know, and, mm-hmm. and commit. And um, one of the – we had an issue with every church. Uh, there's a reason not to join any church, right? Yeah. So we're like, okay, we just need to – dig in somewhere so we did we ended up going to this one church uh didn't really like the worship didn't really like the preaching like nothing about it was yay for us uh, there's a few friends of ours that went so we're like okay we'll get in well we ended up going ended up getting involved in the junior high running the junior high ministry which was not our gig at all um we were there for about a year just mm-hmm plugging away like again not our favorite church didn't really like the worship didn't really like the preaching but we invested and ended up where after about a year some medical things happened where it looked like a potential of losing my insurance mm. which is literally hundreds of thousands of dollars <laughs> right. a month <laughs> so we uh you know, in the friends we'd made, we plugged in, and one of the guys came to me. He was a successful construction worker, construction owner, sorry. Um, he's like, hey, no matter what your costs are for the interim, if, if this does end up happening, I'll cover, I'll cover everything. 
But you don't get that if you just cut and run every time. Or if you don't invest because, well, mm-hmm. you know what, I don't I don't want to be that vulnerable with right. people. Or I don't want to, whatever the, ex- I'm going to call it an excuse. Whatever the excuse is. Right. And you and I have both heard it in ministry where someone's like, I want them to chase me. I want them to, people don't come to me. People don't do it. Mm-hmm. You know. Again, this is my own soapbox. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, but it's, I hear you. No, but it's it's that thing where it's like, how do I don't understand the mentality of? Okay, we're just gonna not be in community. We're not gonna go to submit our uh, submit ourselves to a mm-hmm. a church body, right? A group of people, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I don't get it. To me, and it's a really selfish reason. There's so many more benefits, right? Like, again, it's a but, selfish reason. It's like... But is it selfish or is it the way we're created? No, no, no. I know, but do you... I mean... Like... Oh, it I just, mean, at person number <laughs> one, God said, not good that he's alone. So I, at, right, after right, right, person right. number one that God made perfect, <laughs> it wasn't perfect. Mm-hmm. There wasn't sin, but yeah. it wasn't perfect. And so we're called to now, be... We have to be there for each other. Right. And we're supposed and to. You and I both know. There are days. Like I was telling Lacey actually last week. I said, Lace, one of my favorite jobs I ever had was working for Dairy Queen. I said <laughs> it was just because the ice cream. Back or... in high school, no, it was just I had it, I was engaged in the community. People like it. It was fantastic. It was just a fun work environment. Mm-hmm. Great, healthy team. It was awesome. And uh, I, I was telling her, I'm like I. I sometimes wake up dreaming that I could work at Dairy Queen. She goes, I feel like you can maybe like reach a little strive higher. Yeah, strive higher than that. I'm like, I understand that. But I don't, can get you a job. I don't want to. <laughs> no, but it's these things, right? We all have these days where we do want to quit, where we don't want to be in community, yeah. where there's days you don't want to submit to that person again. And if you don't have those days sometimes, are you human? <laughs> I mean, come are you on. actually in relationship? I mean, are you yeah. actually in? I mean. But it's, so I'm not saying there's not those times, right? But the I don't know, like how do you handle those days where you're just like, if I could, I don't know what your dream job is. Here's the thing, <laughs> Dairy Queen's a dream job because it has like no take home, no requirements, right? Like no requirements, <laughs> no take home stress. It's like right. I go, I serve ice cream, <laughs> clock in. Yeah. What it, what is your like? What would be your clock in thing? If you, had to, if you had to pick, uh, you know, it's something like ch- cutting trees with chainsaws and mowing the lawn. Oh, yeah, yeah, Okay. I mean, yeah. 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 All I have to do is, is knock up. things down and cut yeah. things down. Yeah. And then you're done. The lawn's yeah. done. The trees are trimmed. Yeah. Okay. That's, yeah. And I'm outside. Yeah. Okay. So what do you do on those days? Like, what do you do on those days? Because it's, like you were saying, you have people you submit to. Mm-hmm. You have people who I'm confident you submit to who you're like, I think you're dead wrong. <laughs> right. What do you do, though? How do you handle those days? I mean, it's got to be just uh, being being real and authentic with, with my family father. Yeah. Just let, let him be dad. Um, and, and, and let him just, number one, comfort me, whether it's through the Holy Spirit or just him as a dad. Mm-hmm. And then also go, Scott, it's, it's not, about, not about you, but I love you. Mm-hmm. And... Eternity's on eternity's on the line for people, and and I want people to grow and become become greater mm-hmm. in in me, know me more, uh, live for me, reach lost people whether it's they're lost in pain and so you're, they're just loving them 
or they're lost in, in, in a loveless place and they have mm. compassion or whatever. And, well, he just gives me, he comforts me, but he also gives yeah. me the perspective. Like, uh, I loved saving you, Scott, and now mm-hmm. I love you being a part of this. And it's only 70 years, Scott. What did you have to do to cultivate that that voice that you hear? I don't mean voice as in, like, you're going crazy. Uh, I mean, like, but what have you had to do? Because I think some people are like, okay, that'd be great if God talked to me that way. I understand. Yeah, I hear that a lot, too. I think it's you just you just keep, you just go, okay, you know, I, I, I want to know you as my father. I want to I want to read scripture. I want to I want to have a, a prayer life that's real and not um, and I don't I don't need a, a mandated prayer life that mm-hmm. I say these things uh, and and then I you know do my part and then you do your part. I, I'm yeah. just gonna be real with with God and and I'm gonna trust Him to speak into me and if if I set it up that He yeah. has to talk to me this way or it's, He doesn't talk to anybody this way, well then I'm hmm. I, I just I just have to go okay. The things that I sense and feel and hear. They're they're real. Yeah. Well, I, I was gonna say that's honestly how my journey of hearing God's voice clearly. Sheep hear His voice, right? Mm-hmm. My journey of hearing God's voice clearly absolutely started with because you know me, you've known me for a while. <laughs> started with yeah <laughs> <laughs> that idea of the first thing when I ask a question, the first thing I hear in my mind. God, I'm trusting it's your voice. Mm-hmm. You have to start somewhere. Right. Right? And let's say I completely fail in hearing that voice. It's on you, God. I'm trusting that you're gonna you're gonna block out everything else. And and the first thing I hear is you. Mm-hmm. And as I, I've I've learned as I've done that slowly, day by day, day by day. Right. It is, it's becoming and has become far more clear. Yeah. I can ask a question. If I don't get anything back, I recognize quickly either A, God's already answered it, and he's just like, really, really again? Like, mm-hmm. I just don't want to do it. Or two, it's because I'm not digging deep enough. Right. You know what I like, yeah. Right. Um, <clears throat> we're, Lacey and I were that, Lacey and I were talking about people's perspective of God and him being dad and like what you're saying with you have to approach him as someone who cares mm-hmm. someone who deeply loves you we were talking about uh the mark of the beast we're gonna go crazy here <laughs> wow yeah no this wow. one no we we're talking about the mark of the beast and certain well certain things that are taking place in our world right uh-huh. and both of us have heard uh and have 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 had people ask us like is this the mark of the beast is this the mark of the beast and it's it's interesting because the things they're bringing up, these examples they're bringing up, almost like you get tricked into taking the mark of the beast. Mm-hmm. And late, so Lacey and I were talking. We're like, it's funny how people believe God would allow people he loves, the, his creation, to accidentally fall into something that is... Mm-hmm that dire right and second those aren't the unpardonable sins right like that's right. not the thing that it's like oh man so that sucks <laughs> i can't recover that jesus died on the cross but i 
Not enough. I didn't see. Yeah, exactly. I didn't see this coming. Yeah. But it's it's that idea of God's character. Do I believe He's a dad mm-hmm. who's completely oblivious to the my blind spots? Right. Who's like, oh, Nate shouldn't have done that. Ah. Or is he a dad who's like, yeah. Hey, even if he messes up, right. I'm gonna come in, right? And I think, but that that in and of itself, that that perspective, that. I believe in a God who can't protect me from things, mm-hmm. who won't reveal things right. to me, who won't forgive me when I do yeah. make a mistake. That is such a huge thing in hearing his voice. Yeah. And just the <clears throat> belief. I mean, I love the phrase, he's for you. Yeah. As simple yeah. as it is to say, mm-hmm. I just always picture the word for in all caps, mm-hmm. bold, larger font, whatever yeah. you want to do. I, he's for me. He's for yeah. me. And what, and like what all that means. Yeah. The God of creation is for me. The yeah. God who didn't need anything. Yeah. But made creation, especially humanity, to pour his love into it. He's for me. Yeah. And so if he's really for me, do I ever do I ever worry do I ever need to worry? And I'm then I'm gonna worry. And right. and he's so for me that there's nothing that I can't come back from. <laughs> Whether it be giant or or habitual yeah because he's for me and he's for relationship he's for me and he's for you so if there's a break he's for us to be reconciled and and right i guess it saddens me sometimes when people get so off on into their own either their their butt hurt or can i say butt hurt there i guess i just did you know what that means right well, I, I look at it as they just, it's, it's poor, poor, pitiful me. Okay. Uh, everybody's against me. Because that's what, you know, it's from friends. <laughs> then, uh, I, then I won't bleed but it out. But they get so <laughs> like, they're like, oh, I just, you know, you're just against me or this happened and there's no comeback from it and yeah. it's, it's impossible to fix. And it's like, nothing's impossible to fix. Yeah. Because God's yeah. for you. When it's, it, so, I, so don't quit. I think it's in Hosea. In chapter 4, God is saying the reason Israel's in the place that it's in is because they don't come to me, right? So, that I mean, mm-hmm. Hosea, mm-hmm. bad things are happening, invaders, yeah. all of that. Ugh. And the reason he says that people aren't going to him for help is because they speak lies about him. Right. And I think about that. Like, to me, it, when I came upon that passage, like, I was like, oh my goodness, how many years had I been believing something about God mm-hmm. in his character that's right. not actually true? Again, you know, whether it's the mark of the beast, you're just going to f- stumble into it. Or, <laughs> God, I'm going through this issue in my life. I'm going through this issue with my employer. I'm going through this issue with my pastor who's doing this and I disagree. What? Right. Do you believe God's a God who will come beside you? speak to you, speak to those, maybe not circumstances, mm-hmm. but to what's actually the real issue in your heart, yeah. mind, whatever it is. Because um, it's always a hard issue, isn't it? it I mean, always. isn't like, yeah. in the scheme of things, I know he loves, you know, people that have wealth and follow him to mm. bless other, all sure. these things. But Absolutely. Yeah. At, the, at the core of everything, it's he goes after the heart. It's, it's only I mean, the yeah. heart. It is, oh, it's the, it's again, same passage. He says, I, I don't desire sacrifice. I desire you to experience me. Right. That's ultimately all mm-hmm. I desire. Is I mean, what else do we guard above anything? Our heart. All right. Good job. Okay. 
So we talked about all the bad things that you, as a as a leader, working in teams, all of that, all the bad things. What are some things that you thoroughly enjoy that you that bring you life, and you're just like, man, I wish everything. Well, I love people having fun. Okay. Following Jesus, celebration, joy, yeah. fun, laughter. Mm-hmm. I mean, what what I think of the the antithesis of religious following of Jesus versus mm-hmm. the Jesus that I think would just have a blast and and joke and laugh. Yeah. Ah, I love celebrating all, all that. That that's a, f- a great thing as far as a a large yeah. whether it's a large gathering like on a Sunday or. You know, 10 people sitting around a room and just laughing yeah. and having fun because our commonality is Jesus. I love that. And then in an individual's life or in a couple's life or whatever, yeah. just seeing them transform. So I've, uh, I, I love, I've like, especially if it's like bitter or broken and yeah. then all of a sudden you're like, whoa, look, what, what happened? I yeah. started letting Jesus love me. Right. He took care of my heart. I love that. So before I agree with you, I want to, I want to. I'll say it this way. So, Scott, you're saying that, you know, people's salvation and lives, you know, them going to hell or not, that's like a joke. That's something fun to just mess around with. It is funny. No, just kidding. Uh, (laughs) Right? No, no. We both know people who are like, no, Scott. It's serious, man. The Christian life is serious. Yeah, I've I've served in that church before. (laughs) Uh, Gosh. No, but like. And the best. It was so funny because. There's so many people that I loved from a place where I served. It was just that, yeah. You know, it was all about processes and da, da, da. Mm-hmm. if you do all the processes right, then everybody will live right. And it's mm-hmm. like nobody was happy unless they were outside of the church setting. Mm-hmm. When you're doing community outside of church setting, yeah. some of the and I love and I, I mean, I even ran into a number of them the other day uh, where we used to live and. We had so much fun just seeing them again, laughing, hugging, high-fiving. And it's like, but then they they go and they they come into, they become a different person because the the religion of the Mm. place says you do this only. Mm. And if you don't, and then we can go over here and we can laugh. So they segment their lives. Which is, what? It's funny because when you look at like the New Testament and the people that enjoyed Jesus, Hanging out with him were the notorious sinners and scum, the people who had fun. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds really bad to say. But I mean, like, his no. the knock on him, the religious yeah. knock on him was he hangs out with, with needy, broken, scum people. Yeah, what's ho- here's even more funny to me is the only people Jesus ever talked to about hell to were the religious people. I know. To, and they're like so serious, like, oh, people are going to hell. We need to be serious and, and tell them about hell and, and why they're not going. Mm-hmm. They are going there. It's like, ah, <laughs> you were the people that Jesus yeah. talked to hell about. But that, it's so, and, and you're right. It, it's the thing, ultimately, that, that joy, happiness, celebration is the thing that draws people to Jesus. Right. In reality, that's, it's yeah. not your rules. It's. Christianity shouldn't draw me to Jesus. Jesus should draw me to yeah. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm a Christian. That's great. That's great. I mean, I'm, I'm reading that book, Speaking of Jesus, which I don't oh. agree with the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's like the guy, he's a former YWAMer like me, Youth of the Mission. And, and, and so some of the takes I'm like, you yeah, know, I think YWAM got to your head a little bit. But <laughs> I was part of it long enough. I love it. And it's got mm-hmm. flaws just like everything else. But he's like, I'm fine if the word Christianity goes away yeah. and we just talk about Jesus. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I, you know, and then some of those times I'm like, eh. but still yeah. the point right. is I'm, 
I got I to gotta give Jesus. Yeah. Not give him Christianity because Christianity gives him methods and processes and stuff to do. Yeah. Jesus gives them new life. Yeah. And purpose. Yeah. And then in that, we can just be Christians. Yeah. In a church that is a family. <laughs> As someone who is formally... Again, me and my wife were talking about this. As someone who is formally uh, crotchety. Is that a right word? You were, yeah. What would, how would you, how would you <laughs> say it? Uh, you were, you were, you weren't religious like I think of a Pharisee. No. But you were, you were I what ha- I would, you harsh. were harsh and reformed. Harsh. Yeah. No, I wasn't though. Uh, Even back then I wasn't. I felt it. Because <laughs> that's what reformed people are. No. <laughs> you were systematic. Very systematic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was telling Lacey how uh, uh, she she had had a conversation with someone. But you're always and funny. Like, oh yeah. Well, no, I'm hilarious. Yeah, but I mean, you had that aspect to you, yeah. so it, it felt like you. Yeah, but I was funny at the expense. I feel like, and you're still okay with that. That's <laughs> no. So Lacey was talking to someone the other day, and and they were talking about how crazy I get during worship, and I I look at Lacey, I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, me? Like, I might raise my hands. I may kneel. But, like, that that's it. Like, if anyone's crazy, Lacey's crazy. She <laughs> She's, like, charismatic crazy. And, and, and I was like, man, it's so funny because, like, I'm the person now who I would have made fun of. Mm-hmm. 100%. And you know that. Oh, yeah. Like, I would have totally been, like, he has lost his mind. Yeah. At the same time. I'm enjoying Jesus. I'm enjoying life. Not that everything's perfect or things have been all resolved in our life, but I'm enjoying who I am and who God's created me to be and him. Right. Far more than I did back then when Mm -hmm. I had all the processes, all the rules, all the things that I needed to do. Right. And other people needed to do because they were biblical. Mm -hmm. Um, It is, it is interesting when, when someone experiences the living God for the joy Right, the Zephaniah verse, dance like dancing over you. That, like, when someone <laughs> experiences that for the first time, right? And I was like, oh, this is way more fun, right? God's actually way more enjoyable. I know, because uh, don't we? I mean, the times I was actually talking with Sarah this morning, just or maybe it was last night. Yeah, I think it was last night about my dad, mm. and and we were just talking about different things. And I said, you know, I remember him playing basketball with me one time. Because I had yeah. a basketball court. Oh, he yeah. built me a basketball court and gave it to me for, for my birthday in our yard. And mm-hmm. built the whole giant thing. Mm-hmm. And he played ball with me one time. I remember him playing football with us in the neighborhood one time. Because okay. we had one of those classic Americana neighborhoods. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and yep. he came. He's an all-time quarterback. Okay. And I remember him swimming in the pool with us intentionally one time. Mm-hmm. He built a pool for the family. And then he swam in it one time with us. Mm-hmm. Those stand out to me. Yeah. Because they were deeply relational, yeah. And that, because that's what it's about—the things that stand out. It's like he did all the right things as far as honor and caring for his family and and taking care of that and taking us on vacations. But yeah, but relationally, he he was he was a broken man. Yeah, and so he locked up and and we gotta be open and and you know I I it's it's about relationship and enjoying life in Jesus.
So what are some other things that you enjoy about working as a team, working as a, in a group? Uh, seeing people grow and, and be successful and just, mm-hmm. man, being able to champion them. Okay. I love it when, I love it, love it, love it when they, like, nail home, you know, you don't nail a home run, you hit a home run. Uh, when they nail it, when they hit a home run. and When they I'm hit not, a goal. Yeah, when, yeah. They, when they score a hoopla. No, I love it when they when amazing things happen. And you and I, I should not be sports commentators. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, that guy. Uh, but when they nail it, yeah. I just get to cheer them on. Here's like, the, they didn't need me yeah. except for the, maybe the permission or the... Or maybe they look back like a kid does yeah. on like on a basketball court and they see if mom and dad are watching. Not that I'm their mom and dad, but like yeah, right, right, go right. for it, man. I love seeing t- a team successful, yeah. and I I hate, I hate when people are so successful and amazing that they get uh, taken somewhere by God because he needs to do something bigger, yeah, or get hired away in a bigger setting that yeah. really is for the kingdom. I hate taking the losses in a good way for the kingdom, sure, because people are successful. But I'd rather do that then keep a lid on everybody where they can never really be outside of Well, that's what realm. I was going to say, Scott. You poured time, <laughs> money into this person. Yeah. And how, I mean, that's not fair that they would, you need to, you need to keep the best here. You need to keep the best in mm-hmm. your own home. But then are they really the best if right. I, if I, if I control them? But it's, a, no, I know, I know. But it's, it's that. I really don't become the best. It really, but they almost have to escape. (laughs) Right. It's like a hostage situation. Yeah. No, but it's right there. Like we, there's people we know, whether in business or church who are like, yeah, no, they're like, people are stealing other people from us. Mm -hmm. And it's such a different atmosphere, such a different atmosphere when that's the mindset and belief. Yeah. Rather than no, we're sending. Mm-hmm. We're sending our best and brightest. Right. Um, in in reality, what God God ultimately honors that. Mm-hmm. That was one of the things that we saw in Wasilla, constant sending yeah. church. And that was something yeah. that, that Deshaun from Sri Lanka said yeah. early on. He said, Be prepared to lose your mm. very best and to send your very best because of the the manner in which you're allowing mm-hmm. God to set up the way that he raises up leaders here, mm. you're going to lose people for the kingdom mm. and it's good. And it was like, yay until that happens. It's like, dang. Yeah. Of course but it's that, sad. Yeah. That person goes on and does something for the yeah. kingdom and Jesus. And yeah. then it also allows this person to, yep. to be raised up. And I love that. Yeah. I just wish we could always keep something like just, <laughs> just more churches that are like part, you know, yeah, that yeah, you yeah. stay in deep relationship, yeah. but then, you know, it's like it's like wanting your kids to grow up and get married and have four kids, but stay in your house. Yeah, <laughs> ain't never gonna work. So, okay, a couple of those things that, like you said, having fun together, celebrating wins, enjoying life, all of these things that these are, and brainstorming. Like I think, man, there's so many more mm-hmm. good ideas that happen in a group, uh, in an intentional group, that don't don't come to you. Like just as a well, right, like right. I can come up with an idea, but then bounce it off a team. Mm-hmm. It's one of the things I do miss about working with a team is I have a lot of ideas that I have to go and <laughs> find people. Like I'm constantly, yeah, no, I'm constantly like running around the church, like, what do you think of this? And, but what have you had to intentionally do to cultivate this environment? Because it's. It is something that's intentional, and especially, and we, we've known churches where you go into a church 
and it's one way and you feel like God's called you to that church Mm -hmm. and it's like, okay, or an organization. Okay. I know God's calling me to change the atmosphere of an organization. Mm -hmm. What do you like? Where, where do you go with that? You just, it's, it's persistence and endurance without getting ticked off. Mm. It's like patient persistence. (laughs) (laughs) Patient endurance is like, yeah, but that's horrible. (laughs) It is. Because everybody wants it to change like that. Oh, my word. Yeah. But then, like, yeah. you know, if I if I slow cook the best meal ever, it's going to taste a lot better than microwave cook it. I don't know. I, Microwave's more fun because it's immediate. I'm a banquet Salisbury steak TV but fan. But it's not as good. You know it. Come oh. on. A microwaved <laughs> tikka masala bowl is not as good oh. as going to the best no, like, Thai restaurant. <gasps> Thai food is awesome. No, I love Thai food. But I'm not a huge microwave Thai food guy. See, it no, would be good. It's going okay. to the place where they take oh, their time true. to slow cook it. But then it takes time and right. effort and energy and input and all that stuff. And when it comes out right away, you're constantly, you're, I, I know for myself, I'm like, ah, that was too quick. I know. <laughs> I'm like, how, oh, what was this? No. Did they scrape it from another plate? Uh, oh, good. Yeah, that so person just that, ordered that and they, they mean, finished. You got you to gotta know what you're called to do. And you got to trust in God's hands. And then yeah. you got to go, you know what? If this is a colossal failure, yeah, God, I'm following you, and this is what you called me to do. And if it looks like failure on, on this side of eternity, okay. Yeah. I mean, even the last church I was at before I came here, they hired me to, to basically be who I am. Right. And, and it was like, I mean, because it was like, we are systematic. And I was like, but I got hired to do this because this right. is who I am. And we're right. going for the heart. And then after... Uh, about a, a year, a little over a year and a half, it was like, I the the one guy's like, I can't, I can't go there, Scott. I can't, I can't do the heart oh. thing. We have to have only procedures and policies. And I can't do it, and yeah. and so we know that this won't work. And I'm like, yeah, what did you do. have to? What did you have to do for yourself and your own emotional mental health? Because I, a lot of I think what you and I do mm-hmm. is part of our personality. Part yeah. of it's who you and I are just wired to be. And, you know, even though I was, like you were saying, I was a systematic method guy, but I Mm -hmm. still had a funny kind of like, right? right? Like part of what we do is bring joy to people's lives. How, I guess, what did you have to do? Because it's so ingrained into me, the jokes I tell, the things I observe and communicate when I'm teaching, Mm -hmm. they're not normal. (laughs) I know for myself, I question, God, am I doing the right thing? Am I, like, is there something I am I have to change? Like, uh, you know, I, the question I sometimes ask myself is, am I, am I off brand? Like, you know how, right. like, organizations, they'll right. fire someone because they're not on brand with mm-hmm. who they are. Yeah. And I know for myself, I've done that where if I feel like there's a stretch of, ministry time that I don't see success. I'm like, oh no, maybe I'm off brand. I'm not mm-hmm. whatever it is. Like how, what have you had to do to kind of guard your heart, be free with your heart, but guard it, but also not be a, f- I guess, question your identity. I don't know what, I mean, I all think, of those. I think a huge part of it is, is great accountability. Mm. You know, where you invite people to speak into your life or, or you have safe places where you can just, you know, have a brain dump. Yeah. You know, be like, oh, I'm thinking this, or am I thinking right, or does anything matter? You know, <laughs> I do want like to work what, at Dairy Queen. Like, yeah, what, whatever you share, yeah. the person won't go, oh, he's 
lost it or yeah. he's looking to quit or you know we need to come down and like where people can just listen yeah the, what i want to be for people yeah i need to have those people that would they want to be that for me yeah but if it it's scary especially if those people are uh uh, in my case, some of them are supporters. Mm-hmm. Uh, in yeah. in your case, some of them are are elders and people mm-hmm. you work with. And it so how do you generate cultivate that relationship in a way where you aren't scared they're gonna fire you? Now there's there's other people, friends who are in your life who, worst case, they tell your wife or boss something, whatever. But the people who have intimate knowledge of your life Mm -hmm. and I mean that's a real fear I know for some people I think I think I think just getting past like where anything known about my life Mm -hmm. doesn't scare me Mm -hmm. like now I'm not gonna go bullhorn it and on the street corner everybody but like vulnerability and being authentic yeah being um, just totally open with my life right that I, I have a a large pocket of people that I can be, and I, yeah. I have to be mindful of where I say it. But well, like, I, I call it I mean, intentionally, say, intentionally vulnerable. Yeah, I mean, right? even on Sundays yeah. when I preach this, yeah. I'm like, "Here's where I am." Yeah. And yeah. now, now I know some pastors and some churches, if they say, "I'm struggling with this," like the congregation will melt down. But like he cannot have a problem, wait, wait, wait. Where he, and but, all his thoughts have to be perfect. And but like, haven't hasn't isn't that what he's cultivated? Then isn't yeah. that a reflection of yeah. what he's cultivated? Yeah. And and I've done it to the point, you know, I mean, I, I've been assaulted for it. Yeah. I've, I've yeah. walked through being assaulted yeah. for being vulnerable. And and as horrific as it was, I mean, the the hardest period of my life. And you've lost people. Like, you've lost yeah. people. Yeah. Relationships. And then I mean, yeah. to have people come after me, yeah. come after my wife, come after my kids, come after yeah. my church. At this point, and, and I'm, by the grace of God, I'm still here. I'm like, yeah. There's it's not like I don't care, but it's kind of like whatever. Here's a, <laughs> you, well, you want to destroy my life? I've told people who I am in my yeah. life. So well, you I was gonna say that's, being open and honest, and that's the thing. That's the biggest thing that defeats gossip. Whether you're an organization, a church, a ministry, whatever, is that intentional vulnerability, right? Mm-hmm. Because I, I've, I mean, I've had this. I mean, uh, situation where I, I actually did stuff like. I wrote about it in my book. <laughs> um, <laughs> what book was that? <laughs> Unloved. Okay. Um, no, it's it's this idea that you know people would be like, "Did you hear what Nathan like Nathan did? He was <laughs> he went to a strip club and he looked at pornography." And they're like, "Yeah, because he told he told me." <laughs> yeah, it, but, but it's that I it's there's a freedom in that. There's a freedom because also you know whatever gossip people might say right. or make up. Like that could still cost you, sure. But not because you're you've hidden it. It's like right, and, and that's what it's hard sometimes. I've had I was talking to somebody this week, and they're like, "Yeah, but Scott, da da," and and it'll call, it might cost, they might judge. I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." But like, you're, if they judge, that's really on them, and it yeah. could literally cost you this or that. Yeah. But like, well, you're and, free, yeah. and you're not hidden, and that's their issue. And anybody with a rational, logical thinking, critical thinking skills is going to go, you know, even if they like gossip, they're going to go, well, that person's, that's all them. Well, and not just gossip, the talking about someone. Slander. Slander. If someone tries to slander me, it's like, oh, I I am well aware of the things that, and I Mm -hmm. tell people the things that Mm -hmm. I struggle in. 
And so if it's like someone slandering me going, did you hear he murdered someone? It'd be like, I don't think he did because I'm pretty sure he would have said it. <laughs> yeah, like I'll say a few, a couple weeks ago, I got a text from one of one of the elders about about something. Yeah. And in my response, I was salty. Yeah. Not at that elder, but at the situation. Yeah. yeah. And I was totally. Fr- I didn't. I didn't send it and go. Uh oh. Right. Right. I sent it and I was like, I I feel like being salty right now. Yeah. But in a group of like small. <clears throat> yeah. Six you, you of us, seven of us. Yeah. 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 I can be a little salty because that situation with that that individual, one more thing, you know, yeah. it was basically Scott didn't, Scott didn't, Scott didn't. I'm like, well, the reality is Scott did all these things. Yeah. Yeah. And this person's expectations are this. Yeah. And also these other five people in leadership in our church mm-hmm. tried these things. Mm-hmm. But I could be yeah. a little salty. I was like, oh, man. Cool. I mean, yeah. and it wasn't like yeah. accusation at me. It was like the person was sharing information. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I knew it was a safe place. It was a safe place for him. It was a safe yeah. place for me. Yep. And I was yep. very salty. Yep. And I'm okay. Yeah. It's, man, the, it, it's so funny because, you know, the, the term, you got to be authentic. You got to be authentic, right? I feel like it's completely lost its, its original meaning and, mm-hmm. and the idea dealing with vulnerability I love authentic, uh, intentional vulnerability mm-hmm. because that's where freedom comes in. It's it's what Jesus spoke about in John uh, chapter three, where he says, "Listen, anything brought to the light, man, that's truth." Yeah. And the hard thing is is people who who aren't vulnerable, they're going to keep things in the dark. And ultimately, those things that are kept in the dark are going to prevent freedom. Yeah. And and it's not just freeing for me, right? Mm-hmm. It's freeing for the person I'm talking to who's like, man, Nate, I struggle with pornography or I struggle with this addiction, I, you know. And um, it's, it's freeing for them because then they know. They see my current life, mm-hmm. the freedom I currently have and am right. experiencing, choosing to walk in. They see that and they're like, I'm a currently addicted how do i get to your place right right and they again it's that vulnerability scott i know what you've walked through i know the from your own personal choices to the choices other people have made against you mm-hmm. and how have you walked so free right because i'm facing gossip or slander or whatever it is right people are facing that vulnerability that intentional vulnerability not just like i'm gonna get up on stage and share everything about my right. addiction I will to a guy one on one. I'll be sure. far more vulnerable and detail oriented. Because the settings, right? But yeah, right. But it's that intentional vulnerability. Right. To me, it opens up the the ability to evangelize. Yeah. What I, I would consider like real evangelism. Hey, here's where my life was. Here's mm-hmm. what Jesus did. Here are the things I had to choose out of that. Mm-hmm. And here's where I am. Yeah, I think vulnerable people are always authentic. Authentic people are always vulnerable. Oh my goodness! I, I don't mind the word authentic, but I, it, like you said, it. I think it's taken on a, a term. Yeah. Oh, well, this is just me, and I'm like, well, then you're not vulnerable because right. I don't think you're really real. Yeah. So yeah. I like vulnerable and approachable, and only want to use the word. I only want to use the word authentic if it uses the word vulnerable. Yeah. Because, yeah. You know, it's kind of like the. I, I can't remember what show I watched a long time ago, and the guy was. Uh, he was always like, you know, tough, tough truth. I'm, I'm a tough truth teller. 
and I'm going to tell it like it is no matter what. He had another term for it, but it was mm. like, well, that's just mean. You know, well, it's just it's just me. I just I just tell the truth. That's was just house? me. May have been. I loved house. But it was like, you know, I just this is just yeah. how I and yet yeah. to end. like uh, zero I'm grace. I'm zero authentic because I just yeah. only tell the truth. It's yeah. like, but you're not really real. Right. right. There's no vulnerability. And you're not ever. Oh, yeah. you're only ever blurring and yeah. blurting out things. Yeah. You're never willing to only have, like yeah. only it. Internally vulnerable. Yeah. Like that. I, so whenever someone asks me or tells me they're man, they're open, they're honest with everything, and I'll if I know something about their life, I'll push that button. I'll I'll ask mm-hmm. them about it, and they're like, oh no, I'm free from that. I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Bingo. <laughs> yeah. That's, Are you? That's what we're gonna talk Are about. You? Yeah. I, dude, and and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong or you haven't had the same experience, but I've recognized that. Anyone, anything that is in a person's life that they don't want to talk about, almost every time it's because they're not free in that area. Sure. Right? Like, like oh, nope. I already dealt with that. It's in the past. Right. I don't want to deal with I don't want mm-hmm. to talk about that. Yeah. Should, isn't that part of our story? Like, isn't that literally yeah. the part of evangelism or testimony right. is I will share that because mm-hmm. Jesus healed it. Yeah. And I can talk to you about how Jesus healed it. I know. I think that's why Paul wrote the way he wrote. Oh, yeah. He knew what he had been set free from, yeah. and everybody else didn't. He didn't hide it. Yep. So he talked about it a lot. It's, it's, man, yeah. I, lo- I love testimony. I love, honestly, I love people's test Like, the, the, not the messier the testimony, because uh, right. there's a lot of testimonies I've heard. To me, I'm like, that's cute. <laughs> like, there's nothing there, you know? <laughs> But the when I see them being vulnerable mm-hmm. with whatever their testimony is, yeah. I'm like, oh, I love, I love that. Yeah, the story of Jesus' journey with yeah. them through. Yeah. Well, then, so at good. the same time, I've also talked to people who are like, oh, I did this, this, and this, and this, and this, and that. And I'm like, okay, what, like, how are you living now? I'm authentic. I'm doing, like... Right. Like, oh, so you haven't changed. Okay. <laughs> I know. It's like, I'm just free and mean. Yeah. Oh, no. right. Dude, thank you so much for chatting with me. I really appreciate it and loved having you back on the yeah. on the podcast. It was fun. Good. Good, good <laughs> sitting in your office. Oh, awesome. dude, I love it so much. It's quieter. Didn't hear any. I was talking with John. Uh, we were doing a podcast, recording an episode, and... We come in, it was earlier in the morning. Mm-hmm. It was kind of sunny out, one of those like sunny mornings. We come in, talk for about an hour, and we leave, and it's completely overcast <laughs> and had like poured. Storm. Yeah. And I'm like, know. dude, I didn't even know because my office is so cool now. <laughs> do you have a goodbye? Like uh, like when you're, when you're done on your yeah. podcast, do you have like a like peace out? No, I, you, you know what's so funny is at some point, whenever we're talking, <laughs> I'll say, okay, bye. <laughs> like that's that's literally all I do. <laughs> the look. Okay. okay, bye. Yeah. That's so good. for example, yeah. all right. Bye. Okay, bye. No, you don't say it. I say. I it. want to though. No. Okay, bye. <laughs>